Welcome back to the Pine Hills Church Podcast. My name is Aaron. I'm one of the pastors in this community. I'm so grateful that you would take the time to listen to this episode. We've been in a series called Basics where we're looking at just basic conversations that we're having in our community, things we want to center our community around. And so these are conversations that we need to be having. We've looked at encountering the love of God, learning the story, finding freedom in Jesus, and knowing our identity in Christ, which is just encountering God and beginning to be formed by him in the gospel. And it's a beautiful thing. And I want to remind you that this is a progressive thing that we embody over a lifetime. It's not just something that we learn really quickly and move on with other things. It actually takes a while to get this into our bones and help us to live this out. And so I just want to remind you and encourage you in that way. This is a progressive unlearning of false truths and false ways of doing life and relearning the the truest way to live our life, the only true way to live our life, which is following after God. And so as we as we are changed by Jesus and as we begin to center our life around Jesus, we begin to practice his way. And remember the goals of practicing the way is being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus and doing the things that Jesus would have us to do in our life. And there's a few rhythms of how we practice this. One of the daily rhythms that we practice is through devotion, where we make time to focus on who God is and block out distractions. For some of us, this is stilling ourselves in a quiet place alone. For others of us who are more active, and that's a hard thing to do, we actually might just want to go on a walk. Um, and begin to listen to scriptures on our walk or pray on a walk. And that's okay too. So do what's best for you to be able to focus on God and to interact and engage with God. And the next thing we want to do in our devotion is to actually engage scripture through either reading it or listening to it. And then we want to pray, which is actually not only talking to God, but listening to God and being thankful for all that God is doing around us. And in this episode, we are looking at how to practice community by discussing reasons for community, markers of a community, the difficulty of being in community, and opportunities within our community. And so to lead off the conversation, what are the reasons for community? Why do we actually practice community? And why is this so important? Well, for one, we were created to not live in isolation, but to live life in community with one another like god as revealed in scriptures is is a community in and of himself he is father son and holy spirit and that's a really big concept to wrap our brain around we need to pray god help us to understand you in each of these different ways but we need to recognize that if god lives in community and we were created in his image we were actually created to do life within community which is counterculture countercultural from our the world that we live in and the narratives that it's constantly talking and trying to communicate to us. And so we need to learn to, to practice resistance against the lie of isolation, to practice resistance against this myth that you could do life all by yourself. We actually need to practice the resistance by practicing community, by showing up regularly and and routinely in community and whatever that might be there there might be an initial step where you're just able to do that like every other week and that's okay we want you to step into what you can do now to give what you got but to to maybe work this more into your life over time 
And, and for others, that might be a weekly rhythm, but whatever's best for you, we want you to commit to a rhythm to begin to practice community by showing up in community, to doing life with one another, to taking us up on the offer of, of being known and to know other people. And then another reason for practicing community is that participating in community helps you to not only receive gifts from others, but it gives you the opportunity to use your gifts to be a blessing to others. And we'll get more into this in a bit, but we firmly believe that God has placed gifts within each and every one of us to actually be a blessing to others. And for those who are in Christ Jesus to build each other up and to help us to walk this life of faith, which is actually a really hard thing to do because our culture doesn't want us to do that. In fact, it puts all kinds of things in your way to keep you from following Jesus. And in fact, there's algorithms designed to keep you from following Jesus, to get you distracted on all kinds of other things. And then another reason, community helps us to become more like Christ. The scriptures say that before we knew Jesus, we have this old nature, which is actually leading to death and not life. And when we come to know him, we actually have freedom from this old life. And so this old nature is now gone and we need to actually progressively take off the old nature and put on the new nature to become more like him. And we do this in community, not by ourselves. If we do this by ourselves, we actually put ourselves in an echo chamber where the only voices that we're hearing are our own, or we only listen to voices that agree with us. And so that's actually detrimental to our spiritual formation because we need to hear voices that are different from ours, and we need to see perspectives that are different than ours, and we need to have these conversations in community. Even though there's tension in that, we disagree at times, that's how we're formed more into the image of Jesus. And then uh, a last reason I have here, and I'm sure there's a ton more reasons that we can apply here, but just four quick ones for today. Uh, community also helps you to find encouragement to live purposefully knowing that your life was meant to, to honor God, but to actually love other people. Jesus says that the greatest commandment is to love God with your entire being and then to love others as you would love yourself. And so community helps us to do all of these things. It practices resistance against isolation. It helps us to receive gifts from others, but to use our gifts. It help us to be, helps us to become more like Jesus. And then it helps us to find encouragement, to live a life of purpose, because that's hard at times and we can get discouraged. And so we need each other in community. And so that's just a few reasons for community. But what are some markers of community? And one of the obvious scriptures that we can turn to, and I'll preface it here, is that this is this is a really beautiful thing that the Holy, Holy Spirit was doing at a particular time. And he can still do these things, which is wonderful. But sometimes like we look at, at this particular scripture and man, we, we feel bad because we don't always experience these things. But I think as we commit to practicing the way of Jesus together, as we invite the Holy Spirit into our community, we can see more and more of these things. And then also to remind you, just because the early church experienced this in a moment doesn't mean that they didn't experience difficulty and they didn't get it wrong at times because the rest of the Bible, a lot of them are letters from Paul, who's writing pastoral letters to communities, like helping them to understand, hey, here's things that you're getting right, but then here's things that actually are not right and not in line with the character and nature of Jesus. And so he actually corrected them at times. And so I just want to preface the scripture by saying 
that that community is beautiful at times it can also be messy at times there's times where we have our eyes on the right stuff and god does amazing things and there are times that we get our eyes on other things and we need correction so with that in mind then let's read acts chapter 2 verses um, 42 through 47 here's what it says all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals including the lord's supper and to prayer a deep sense of awe came over them and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had they sold property and possessions and shared the money with those in need they worshiped together at the temple each day they met in homes for the lord's supper and shared the meals with great joy and generosity all the while praising god and enjoying the goodwill of all the people and each day the lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved like i love this this is such an ideal and it, it's it's such a beautiful thing that the holy spirit can do in our community and we believe he will do in our community by practicing things that we see here by having markers that are present in this particular text and throughout other texts in the bible to have those markers in our community so that way we can experience things like this. But some of those markers, uh, I think, are, are they showed love, radical love. And what was great is they showed love across different social boundaries and barriers. That's why the, the early church was so controversial and so radical, because all of these different groups that never would do life together, they would not eat meals together, they would not associate together, all of a sudden are binding around who Jesus is and saying, Jesus is the ultimate thing. We're going to center our life around him. We might disagree about a whole bunch of things. He's going to be at the center and we're going to do life with, with each other despite these differences. And we're all going to strive to grow more and more like Jesus so that Jesus pulls us to the center, that Jesus pulls us into a beautiful expression of community. They devoted themselves to the teaching of the word, which is why the practice of, of scripture is so important to get this story into your heart because we're faced with all kinds of different stories that are coming at us constantly. And so we need the story of God deep within our hearts and then be able to embody that and to live that out. And so we need not only a, an individual practice of practicing reading the scripture, but we need to gather together so that we we can hear other perspectives about the scriptures and we can hear other stories about, about what's happening and we can learn deeper together. We gather around fellowship, which is something special that happens with followers of Jesus, that Jesus actually binds us together by his Holy Spirit. We can pray with one another. We can practice generosity at times in small ways and at times in very radical ways. We can worship and praise God and we can unify again across those social boundaries. And we can do that by using our gifts to bless others. And so God has given gifts to, to all the followers of Jesus. We each have a different gift that actually help us to build one another up. And so what are the gifts of the body of Christ? If you want to get into your scriptures to learn more about this or to read this more in context, you can go to Romans chapter 12, verses 6 or 8. You can go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 or Ephesians chapter 4. But some of the gifts, just to list, list them as they're listed in scripture, are prophecy, serving, teaching, encouraging, generosity, leadership, 
kindness, wise advice, special messages, uh, faith, healing, languages, and interpretation of languages. And then more formally, in some roles, God has given the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, shepherds, pastors, teachers, all of these different gifts and all of these different positions to help build up the church into the image of Jesus so that we, we can do the good works that he has prepared for us. And I love in Ephesians 4, Paul, Paul compares the family of God to being a body of Christ, saying that every part matters. Some, some parts might have a more public role, and you might be able to see them a lot more, but that doesn't mean they're any more important than any other role. There might be some roles and some gifts that are being used that, that are more in the background, and they're not as noticed. But let me tell you that they all matter for the health in the functioning of the body. And so we need these gifts to be used within the community. We need people who are, are filled with the Holy Spirit and to begin to help encourage one another, to guide one another in the ways of Jesus, to, to at times when the Holy Spirit drops like a message onto our hearts to, to talk to someone else about things that we otherwise would not know without God, to be able to in love share that, to help build each other up. Isn't this a wonderful thing to care for one another when, when we're going through hard stuff to be able to provide for needs or if someone loses a job to all chip in our finances to help our our friend to, to continue to, to do well and to have what they need to help direct them to other jobs. All these are different gifts of the Spirit and we each have a different gift that God has placed within us and we can use all of this to, to teach each other new things, to do life with one another, to provide for each other. And then to help us to all become more like Jesus. And not only has he given the gifts of the Holy Spirit, there's also fruits of the Holy Spirit. If you go to Galatians chapter 5, 22 through 23, it lists these. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are things that as we live life, being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and doing the things that Jesus would have us to do, this becomes more and more our nature. And so as we gather in a community centered around God, centered around practicing the way of Jesus together, we not only have the opportunity to use the gifts that God has given us to bless other people, we then get to bring this expression of who Jesus is through the gifts of his spirit, through the fruit of the spirit, to help us to encounter encounter God with our interactions with each other. Isn't that a beautiful thing? And, and the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit, this is all stuff that the Holy Spirit does. He does it in us and He does it through us. And these are gifts to help us to bless each other, to build each other up, to encourage one another, to become more and more like Jesus, to step into all that God has for us and has planned for us. This is a beautiful and a wonderful thing and something we want to be committed to as a community, as Pine Hills Church. We want these to be the markers of our community. And this is things that we're praying for. These are things that we're starting to see in our community. We're seeing such beautiful and wonderful things happen. But at the same time, like we also want to remember and acknowledge that community can be really difficult at times. And so we just want to call that out, that 
there's times where we enter community or we start going to a new thing. And so we have really high ideals for what that might be. And we have really high ideals for, for what might happen within this community and what we might experience in this community. And so we enter the community with really rosy kind of glasses and we're seeing it all and everything's really great. And as we continue to do life and we continue to do more life in that community, Eventually, over time, those rosy glasses kind of wear off. And at times, like we, we experience community for what it really is, which is a mixed bag of things that are really beautiful and things that might be broken at times. And so when that happens, there's usually this moment or moments where, where, we, where we get hurt by something or we're frustrated about something. Or there's a reason where our ideals weren't met or our preferences weren't met. All of a sudden, that community, which we thought was promising all of this stuff, but in reality, it looks a lot different because maybe we're holding it to a standard that it actually doesn't have the ability to actually meet. And so when that happens, there's this opportunity for choice at that point. So we, we've experienced this goodness in community, but also now these frustrating moments. And now there's this choice. Do we bail from community? Do we go try other things? Do we go on to the, the next thing that we think is promising something different? Or do we, in the midst of that, walk through it and recommit to community where we've had people maybe hurt our feelings or say something they shouldn't have said, or maybe we misunderstood something? Do we do we recommit by going to those people to work out that difficulty? When, when our preferences aren't being met, do we go try to find that somewhere else or do we recommit to community saying, hey, you know what, community is not all about my preferences? Or, or when it's just not what we thought it would be, do we, do we recommit? Because I think when we recommit over time and when we follow this cycle over and over, that's where we experience the beautiful things that God has for our community. Because the longer we do life together, the more we get to know each other and to be known in the midst of the good and the bad. Like God does something beautiful and wonderful in the midst of all of that. And so as our community is starting, we want to have that particular discussion that life and community can be really difficult at times. And it's going to be amazing. And it's the thing that God is calling us into together. It's where we can use our gifts and our talents. And then at times there might be stuff that's not so great. And so we, when that moment comes where you get to, to say, hey, maybe God is moving me to something else. We want to bless that. If that's the case, if God's moving you out, we're missional sent people. Eventually we want to see people move on as they're moving to different communities to start things that God has for them in those new communities, or if God's leading them where they can serve in a better capacity or start something new, like we want to bless that. But a lot of times we use the language of God's moving me on to saying, Hey, I'm not having my preferences met. I'm not getting out what I want to get. So I need to go find that somewhere else. The grass appears a lot greener somewhere else. And so we, we just want to say, Hey, in those moments, I just want you to think through, like, is God really calling me to this? Or is God calling me to recommit, to recommit to community and to not allow myself to ever fully disassociate for community? Because a lot of times we experience something difficult in community and we, we don't want anything to do with community at that point. Well, I tried it and I got hurt by people. So therefore, I'm just going to, I'm going to isolate and I'm going to do what my culture wants me to do. And I want to 
I just do life by myself. I don't need anyone else. When that happens, it's actually practicing the way of the world. It's actually practicing the myth of our culture that we don't need each other, that we can do life alone. And then not only that, that that's actually the work of, of Satan. Like the scripture says that Jesus, Jesus God, he, he calls us together. He draws us with one another, that we actually have community. But Satan wants to pull people from that community. That his role is to actually to deceive people, to help people to walk away from that so that he can isolate you. Because the moment that he isolates you, he has you. And he can discourage you and depress you and to keep you from experiencing any type of life. And he can get you down. And so we don't want that to happen for anyone. So we want people to be involved in community and committed to community and to be where they're growing. And sometimes growing is through difficulty. That's how we grow. And so I just want to encourage you through Hebrews chapter 10. Here's what it says. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope that we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promises. The hope we affirm is in Jesus, that Jesus is with us, that Jesus is uniting us, that Jesus is helping us to do this life and to walk this life together. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that day is drawing near where Jesus will return. So that's that's cueing this reminder of the full gospel to understand the gospel. Uh, remember, go back to the Learn the Story podcast, but the end of the story is that Jesus is coming to defeat death and evil. All the work that Satan is currently doing in our world will be no more, and he's going to return us to this garden-like state, like Genesis 1, right in the beginning, where things were back to the way that he designed them to be, the way that they should be, and he's allowing us to live fully in his presence. It's going to be a beautiful thing. But between now and then, when we live in this broken world where things are hard and difficult at times, let us commit to community. Let us to walk this out when it's beautiful and wonderful and when it's not so beautiful. Let us fully help ourselves to commit to showing up in community on on a routine basis whatever that might be we want to to name it I, hey i'm coming every other week cuz that's what i can do right now then that's great make sure you're coming every other week and not letting anything kind of pop up to be an excuse outside of like health there's things that we understand but we also know that it's very easy to to kind of get out of rhythms because we're like, oh, well, I'm not quite feeling it today, so I might just stay home. Like that's not a reason to not be in community. And when you don't come to community, remember like there's other people who need to experience your gift. They need to experience the goodness of who you are in that community. God wants to do stuff through you and God wants you to receive from other people. And so we want to commit to that. We don't want to neglect the gathering as some people do, especially in our world today where people think that, and I don't need the embodied expression of the church, that I could just get what I need online, that I can listen to just another podcast. I get my music through that stuff that encourages me. And the problem with that is, again, it creates that echo chamber. You only listen to podcasts with people that you agree with, and you only listen to music that's according to your preferences, and that you actually don't do life with people who are wonderful at times, but sometimes they rub you the wrong way. Like all of that stuff, God uses all of it to help us to become the people that he wants us to become. And I know A.J. Swoboda, he wrote in this book, and it's just this thing has stuck with me. He's saying there's something dangerous when you can actually curate your spirituality. 
there's something dangerous when you you curate the things that you want to listen to you curate music based upon only your taste you curate your experience based upon who you only want to be around there's something dangerous in that because there's something that god can can do when you're in a community when you're sitting with things that it's you know it's hard and it's messy at times they're not playing the songs that i necessarily like or i connect to best or the word the word that was spoken or the scriptures and what was taught was actually something something super challenging and hard and it makes me be more introspective and more prayerful there's something beautiful that happens with that and we need that and so let's reject the myth of our culture let us commit fully to what god has called us into by practicing community because this is resistance against the lie so we can fully live into what god has for us and then again, opportunities to use our gifts. Acts 2.46 says this, they worshiped together at the temple each day and they met in homes for the Lord's Supper. And I know that's just one example, but there's many other examples in the scriptures about how the rhythm of the church would actually meet in larger gatherings, but also smaller gatherings. And we need both of these expressions of the church. Uh, we need to be in rhythm like this for community. And so for us, uh, we, we have opportunities to gather in larger gatherings happening in the fall, but also right now, smaller gatherings that happen in, in homes. And you can reach out to us at pinehillschurch.org if you want to know what community is happening right now. We're going to expand new communities to give more people opportunities on different days of the week to be able to do that. And that's the goal and that's the prayer. Um, but we we want to have opportunities for for people to gather in this larger expression of the church which for us will happen on a sunday and this is a a place where you can encounter community with more people that you can we can bring glory to god together there's power in coming together uh, there's power in this gathered expression of the church to be able to see one another, to hear our voices in singing, to study the scriptures together, to pray for one another, to, to take communion with one another, right? We need all of these things to help us in our relationship with Jesus as we practice away. And we also want to make sure that we're scattering across the city into these smaller groups where we have opportunity to know other people in small groups, but to also to be known in small groups. We want to gather around the table in these groups. We want to talk about life, both the ups and the downs or the highs and the lows. We want to encourage one another. We want to pray for one another. And these, these provide a couple of on-ramps for people to join in on the life of the community of what is happening at Pine Hills Church. And for some, the access point to join in our community is better in smaller groups and in homes. And that is amazing. So let's invite new people into these homes so that they can experience a gathered expression of the church in these smaller groups where they can experience life within our community. And they can be known and they can see and hear about all that God's doing in our lives. But for other people, the best on-ramp to life within our community is actually a larger expression of the church to come in where it just doesn't feel as intimidating, where things might um, be a little bit more low-key for them. And they can just come in and they can begin to experience who God is through the life of our church to get to know some people there as they begin to work maybe more into a smaller group over time. And the people who access 
the the small groups maybe eventually over time that they start coming to the larger gathering of people and so both of these are on on ramps with the goal of helping us to do life within community to bring glory to god and to help us to walk the way of jesus together for the renewal of the city and so we want you to commit and to consider how you're practicing community and what this looks like in your rhythm that's best for you and your family and start with where you're at and don't feel bad about that start with where you're at with what god is calling you into right now and you can evaluate that and look at that over time as god might call you into different things in the future but we want you to commit to it to practice community routinely to not allow other things to get in the way and to show up to use your gifts really well to help people to be known and to help people to be heard and that they're cared for, um, regardless of what gathering that they might walk into, that it matters that they're there, that we notice that they're there. And we want to get to know, know whoever comes in. We want to know their story. We want to know what's happening in their life and how God might be working in their story. And so as you pray about our community going forward, like pray about how how you're committed to a rhythm within our community of what that might look like. I want you to pray about what gifts God has put in you and how that might be a blessing either in a larger gathering or a smaller gathering. Uh, for a smaller gathering, you might have the gift of being a host and you want to begin to host a new community group in your home. Or you might want to just be a person who who's leading conversation in, in a home in one of these new host groups. Or maybe for a larger group, you you are a welcoming person and you just want to be part of welcoming people into the space of answering people's questions about our community. Maybe you've got musical abilities and you want to, to bring that as a gift to the community. Maybe you just want to help like set things up and take things down. Uh, maybe you want to help with kids and make sure that kids are in a really safe place where they're loved and cared for, where they can learn more about the ways of Jesus and the age-specific environment. Or, or maybe you just want to like keep just participating in community, but you're open and you're beginning to pray, God, what have you put in my heart that I can use within this community in different ways? And so there's all types of other ways that we could talk about. I'm just trying to rattle off a few just to get your mind thinking and get you praying about that. But I just want to thank you for engaging in this episode i thank you for continuing to follow along i would ask that would you share this episode with other people so more people can hear the conversations that were happening in our community it could be a blessing for their walk with jesus uh, if you have questions about what we talked about today please reach out through pinehillschurch.org you can send us a message on there and you can even request prayer and you can even if you want practice generosity towards our community so that way we continue continue to provide meals at our community group and we can purchase things that we need to purchase going forward as we are going to meet in a larger setting in the fall and that we can even show up in our city really well as we want to be a presence of love and compassion to help make the city a better place but i want to thank you again we'll see you in the next episode mm -hmm.